We are continuing our series in the book of Daniel. Today I will be reading Daniel chapter 6, verses 19 through 28. As you are able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word as a sign of his authority over us. Then at break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad, and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no king kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces." Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who was saved Daniel from the powers of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. This is God's word. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. What a great day. Just like Scott kicked us off talking about, what a great day to worship. Um, Thankful to be here. Hey, Scott, nice job picking that up on the fly. I was super impressed. I didn't know what to do. I was huddled in the corner. I don't know what to do. It's great to be with you. Hey, kids, we're glad you're here today. We wanted you to be part of this with us. Um, I was thinking about you guys. I'm also thinking about the parents with your hands full. Don't worry. This sermon's shorter than normal. Um, I also heard a story this week, uh, a dad talking to a five-year-old about the week of Easter. Uh, They were talking about the crowds welcoming Jesus on Palm Sunday. But by Friday, uh, the crowds, those same crowds had chosen Barabbas, the criminal, over Jesus And the five-year-old, as they were talking about it with mom and dad, the five-year-old shook his head. And then he said, yeah, they loved the rabbits more than Jesus. And the dad dad asked, what do you mean? And the boy said, we learned about it at church. When the ruler guy brought out Jesus to the crowd, he asked if they wanted him to release Jesus or the rabbits. And the people screamed, release the rabbits, release the rabbits. So the ruler guy released the rabbits rather than Jesus because they all loved the rabbits more. And that's why we have Easter bunnies. It's a true story. This past Friday, Good Friday, we remember the death of Jesus on our behalf for our sin. And today, today is the triumph of the resurrection. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. At Christ's community, we got a lot of good things. We've got good music, got good community, we've got good coffee, 
But the the very best thing that we have to offer you is Jesus. We open wide our doors with a welcome from Jesus to you today. We're glad that you're here. He, Jesus, is the answer to our deepest needs and problems. He is our living hope. He is the friend of sinners. He is the greatest treasure. That's who we proclaim today and who we proclaim every Sunday. He and we are glad that you are here today. So welcome. Welcome. And now, this time, what we do every Sunday, we come to the Word of God to meet with Him, to experience Him, to have an encounter with the living God, with our risen Lord, by the power of the Spirit. So let's just pause one more moment and ask His blessing on this time. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we pause in this moment with awe and wonder. What a great thing you have done. There is none like you. You are the living God, enduring forever. Your kingdom will never be destroyed and your dominion will be to the end. You deliver and rescue. You work signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Come and give us faith this morning to trust you, knowing that you will deliver us. Shine the light of your glory on us now. Speak to us. Especially that light of our risen Lord Jesus. Shine that light on our hearts. Flood this room with your presence. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. So what we're doing, we're, we're actually continuing a series our church is going through through the book of Daniel. We're in the second half of, the chap, of chapter 6, which is one of the more famous chapters in all the Bible. It's Daniel and the Lions then. And in chapter 6, the first half, we did that last week, Daniel got set up. Some other officials, envious of his position, set him up to have him thrown into that lion's den. They knew that Daniel prayed, they knew that he trusted God, and counted on God's promises to be fulfilled. The way he expressed that was through praying towards Jerusalem. And so they tricked the king into saying, pray only to the king. He made a decree. And anybody who didn't do that, lion's den. Daniel didn't care. He wouldn't stop trusting God. And when we left off last week, Daniel was cast into the den of lions. A stone was rolled over the entrance, which sounds a lot like a tomb. And the king and the officials put their seals on it. With this final word from King Darius, the king at the time, he said this, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. So what's going to happen? The story, what's interesting is at this point, the story actually doesn't track Daniel into the lion's den. Who does it track? Who does it go with? It goes with the king. It follows that anxious king home. He fasts. He can't sleep. Verse 19, where it picks up again, at the crack of dawn, the king rushes out to that tomb-like lion's den, and he cries out with anguish. That's what the, that's what the scriptures say. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lion's Kids, did God do it? Did God deliver Daniel from the lions? Yes or no? Yes, that's right, he did. God delivered Daniel. Verse 21, my God sent his angel and shut, this is Daniel talking, my God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Daniel comes up out of judgment unharmed. And then the officials that set him up, 
that tricked the king into sending him in the lion's den in the first place, the ones who were not obeying God, they went down into judgment. They were cast into the lion's den, and they were destroyed. And then Darius issues a a decree to all the peoples, nations, languages on the earth. And he says, if you live in my country, if you're under my rule, you're going to tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. What a story. What a deliverance. Two things I want to take away for us today. First, trust in God and he will deliver you. Trust in God and he will deliver you. Look at the second half of verse 23. This is really the core verse of this chapter of Daniel. It says this. It should be on your screen. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he trusted in his God. Daniel's deliverance came through faith. Simple faith. Must receive faith in a great God. Your deliverance comes through faith in that same great God. Daniel faced lions. What do you face? What do you need deliverance from? I imagine some of you would like to be delivered from those boring days at the office or in the classroom or at home. I imagine others of you want deliverance for a loved one from a disease or a past trauma that doesn't seem to heal or a financial burden that's too heavy to carry. Those burdens are real. Jesus speaks to those things. The Bible tells us, though, that the greatest deliverance we need, all of us, is from our sin and from death. We've all sinned. We all have rejected God. How? To put it really simply, we look to other things for deliverance, not God. What does that look like? Well, we live a life constantly striving for different things. We strive for joy or for the next thing, for the next balm of the soul, something to make our consciences feel okay, to take away the hurt or the pain, or to make us feel accepted, make us feel comforted, make us feel in control. The next relationship, the next episode in your favorite show, the next drink, the next trip, the next promotion, the next paycheck, the next, the next, the next. Never enough. We're looking for a deliverer. We're looking for a deliverance. And that search, that type of looking for a deliverance ends in death, which is the result of our sin. We're looking to someone other than God to provide what only he can. Look, we're not like Daniel. In this story, sometimes we like to jump to the, the hero of the story or the really godly person in the story. We're not like Daniel in this story. We're like the officials, the ones who don't honor God, the ones deserving to face the pit of judgment. And that, and that, if you really let that soak in, that we're the ones who deserve to face judgment, we're the ones who have looked to other things for deliverance, and because of that, we deserve to be judged by God, if you let that sink in, that's what makes Easter so amazingly great. Jesus delivered us. He is the true deliverer. He has made a way so death and sin no longer reign over us. Instead, 
He has established a kingdom where sin will be no more and death will be no more. How? How did he do that? By going down into the lion's den, so to speak, for us. By facing the judgment we deserved. But he didn't stay there. He came up out of the grave, out of the tomb. He conquered sin and death, and he is alive. So that all who trust in him, though we face trials of all kinds, we're going to face lion's dens of all kinds throughout our life, in the end, we will be delivered. And that is great news. That changes the way that we face those lion's dens, those trials, those tribulations of life. It changes what, the way that they impact us, and it changes the way that we meet them. That resurrection life of Jesus is worth re- rejoicing over today. And it's not just deliverance on that one day to come, on the day that we see him. That's, that resurrection of Jesus so long ago, the fact that he's alive now brings resurrection power to our lives right now. His deliverance is available to you right now by faith, by trusting in him. Let me tell you what I mean. Some of you, Satan and the world and your own sin is conspiring to tear apart your praying hands, to tear down your faith. Don't let it happen. Trust in God. He will deliver you. Some of you feel trapped in sin. Like there's no way to shake this repeated pattern. You just keep going back to it over and over again. God's power is so great. It's resurrection great. Trust in God. He will deliver you. Some of you face such difficult circumstances, lion's dens of your own, and you see no way of deliverance. There is real living hope for you in Jesus Christ. Trust in God. He will deliver you. Some of you face pressures at work, at home, financial pressure, do not give up. Trust in God. He will deliver you. And some of you have never trusted in God. If you don't, you face the same outcome as the officials. An outcome that we all deserve because of our sin, and that's judgment. But if you trust in Him, He will deliver you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ comes to bear on our lives right now. And it assures us that our deliverance, if you trust in God, your deliverance, my deliverance, is absolutely certain. How do you access that power? Same way Daniel did. Same way all Christians who came before us did. All of our forefathers in the faith. It's by faith. By faith, Daniel was delivered. And the life we live, all of us as Christians, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Faith in what? Faith in the gospel. That Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead to deliver you from the kingdom of darkness to his kingdom, the kingdom of light. Your life as a Christian is lived by faith from first to last. So trust in God. Trust in the risen Son of God, and He will deliver you. That's the first point. Here's the second one. And it's a question that comes from the first one. How do we know that God will deliver? 
And here's the answer. Our God delivers because our God is alive. Twice in this chapter, we heard God described as the living God. In particular, Darius' decree at the end. He says this. This is verses 26 and 27. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. What does it mean that God is the living God? Well, it means that he had no beginning, and he has no end. It means his reign will never be stopped. It means he's at work. Not, not only in the big picture of things, but he cares deeply about his children. He cares deeply about us. He cares about us in the lion's den. He closed the mouths of the lions. That's how intimately he involved he is in the lives of his people. Even in this moment, God is here and he is present. We are here meeting with him. He is at work in all of us. It means that when his people face trials of many kinds, he sees and he's able to deliver. On Friday, Good Friday, so long ago, Jesus, the sinless Son of God, who trusted God perfectly, was, like Daniel, unjustly condemned. But unlike Daniel, Jesus was delivered to death. He laid down his life, and he did it for us. He was crushed for our sins. They sealed him in the tomb. His body was lifeless. He was dead. But then on Sunday, that stone was rolled away, and he was alive. Jesus is alive. God raised him from the dead. And there is no greater day to trumpet to all the world that our God, just like King Darius said so long ago, our God is the living God. That our God is alive. He is alive on Easter Sunday. He is alive and risen and he reigns right now. You know what the resurrection showed the cosmos? Showed all of creation. It showed that Jesus won. He won the victory. Sin and the power of Satan and the choking grip of death. All that would have awaited us. But it is gone. Now, eternal life in God's kingdom. A kingdom that will never be destroyed is what awaits us. And how do I know that you and I are going to be delivered and delivered into that kingdom? Delivered from death and Satan and sin? Because the tomb is empty. You know, when Daniel came up out of that tomb-like lion's den, God delivered him. But he came out alone. When Jesus came out of the tomb, God delivered him. But by his sinless sacrifice, he did not come out alone. All who trust in him come out with him. The deliverance that you seek is found by faith in Jesus Christ. The life you were made to live is lived by faith in Jesus Christ. And Easter is a foretaste. This moment right now is a foretaste of that deliverance that will come.
It's true. It's real. It's solid. He rose again. And for you, if you trust in him, you too will rise. He will deliver you. And so like when Daniel prayed, when Daniel was praying there at the beginning of Daniel chapter 6, he was looking with eyes of faith on the promises of God. That's why he was praying facing toward, toward Jerusalem. And we, today, like Daniel, we look with eyes of faith and see a day of great deliverance. Where ones that we've lost join us in praising the Savior who conquered death by delivering himself to death for us and brought everlasting life by rising from the grave. You know, this morning, um, I saw my wife, I went and I hugged her, and I said, he is risen. And I don't know why, but for both of us, as soon as we say that, tears just pop to our eyes. He is risen. And I, I, you know, I was thinking about that later, and I I turned to her later on that morning, and I said, why do we cry when, when we say that to each other? And she just said, our hope is so sure. It's true. It's real. He really did rise. And so will we. And so will the ones we've lost. This isn't it. The best is yet to come. He is alive. And he will deliver us. You know, in, in just a minute, right here in this tub, we're going to see five people who have trusted in Jesus for deliverance, for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to see them get in there to get baptized. They trusted in Christ and were delivered from their sin and the punishment that they deserved. And they want to make a public proclamation of that by going into the waters of baptism. That's an outward picture. This right here is just an outward picture of what Jesus has already done on the inside by faith. We're going to hear their stories of how Jesus delivered them. That's why we wanted to keep you kids around here. We want you to hear how Jesus is a God who delivers. And you know how he delivers? By your faith, by your trusting in him, he delivers and he proves it that he rose from the dead. Their new life in Jesus, their deliverance started with a moment just like this one. Maybe this is your moment. What they did and what all who call themselves Christians do is they rely not on themselves but on God who raises the dead. They trusted in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and they were delivered. So brothers and sisters, friends, hear me. Trust him. If you're far from him, you're far from God, come back. Trust him. He is alive. He is the living God. He is here and he is at work. Trust him. Whatever you're facing, deliverance comes from the living God. From our risen Lord Jesus who conquered death for us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we worship you. You are the risen and reigning Lord and we pray that, that for the remainder of this day and going forward that you would put that on full display. Oh Jesus, we worship you. You have delivered us from the dominion of death and darkness and brought us into the kingdom of life and light. Thank you. Lord, if there are people here that have not yet trusted you, I pray that you would be stirring in their hearts right now. We know you're the living God. We know that you're here right now. We know that you're at work right now. Work in their lives right now. If there are people who are far from you, Lord, I pray that you'd be working in their hearts right now, that you'd be drawing them back. Remind them again that you're the risen Lord 
waiting for them, ready to receive them with open arms. And Lord, those who are facing difficult times, Lord, stir their faith, help them to trust in you, knowing that you are with them. We praise your holy and awesome name. You are the greatest, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.